listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes. Joining me today, we have a very special guest. Now, you know you've seen him with his Meta World Peace interview, and <laughs> I recently just saw him with his Shannon Fry interview, and I'm a little jealous, can't, can't lie about that. <laughs> One half of the Bad Weather Fans podcast, Alex B. Alex, what's going on, brother? How you doing today, man? Good, good, man. I'm, I'm doing well, uh, you know, living the life, uh, <laughs> trying to uh, get by day by day. You know how it is. So yeah. thanks for having uh, me on. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. But, you know, me and you have been talking about this for a while. We were supposed yeah. to hop on this for a long time. I'm glad we're having the opportunity now, especially, you know, with the Knicks closing in on that playoff contention, trying to clinch that fifth seed. I'm wearing a little bit of a red and white today because uh, if if you didn't really know, if you're living on a rock, the Knicks, uh, without Julius Randle, beat the Miami Heat last night. Somehow. 101 to 92. <laughs> so, Alex, somehow... They beat the team that they weren't supposed to beat because they were they were healthy. Our, Julius yeah. Randle didn't do anything in that game. He got injured stepping on Bam's foot. You know, he's out, and we're going to get to that, you know, obviously with Randle's injury. Uh, he's out for two weeks, but we'll get into that. Um, but just really quickly, just your thoughts on the game. I mean, the, this Knicks team and Jalen Brunson resting in that fourth quarter and playing the kids, I mean— I had to double take my TV at a second because I didn't think Tibbs was coaching this. I thought he went to the back and Johnny Bryant came out. I was very concerned, but happy at the same time. I'm seeing Emmanuel quickly blossom. What was your thoughts last night? The Knicks pulling out this victory against the Heat in a game they didn't have their two-time All-Star in. I think it was it was amazing. It was one of those days where every Knicks fan could be proud to be a Knicks fan. Randall gets hurt. Props to him that he came in, shot those free throws, and ch- crowd was chanting for him. And, and you know, I'm not the biggest Julius Randall fan, and most people know that. But, listen, I don't want him to be hurt, and that sucks. And and at this point in the season, you know, the Knicks need him. But, like, I- I'm excited to see what they can be without him because I didn't want him on the team because I don't think you're going to – your your ceiling is capped when you're with Julius Randall as your star player, quote-unquote. So I wanted to see what can happen with Obi because I don't know what he is. I mean, he might not be that good. He might not – be as good as Julius Randle, but is he good enough to win? We don't know. He's the eighth pick in the draft and with this regime, and he hasn't had a chance. And every time he's had a chance, he's he averages over like 20 points a game. The stats are there to show it. So it's just, you know, I, I want to see what we can do once he's comfortable and not just thinking he's Ray Allen and popping threes in the corner every five seconds, which just drives me crazy. But I, I'm, I'm ready to see what can happen with this team. And comparing Tibbs right now is I think as, as a sports fan, a New York sports fan, I'm sure you're, you know, that followed the giants at least very, you know, casually Tom Coughlin, it feels like, and not that the Knicks are going to win the championship, like with like Coughlin did, but with, he got to a point where the, there was like a mutiny there. And then the point like that, he was almost fired. And then he, he switched up his approach and got a little softer and became a little nicer. Even, you know, Tiki ended up, Tiki Barber ended up retiring because he was such an asshole. You know what I mean? And, right. so, and so he ended up like, he's like, okay, I lost my star running back. You know, we got to see what happens yeah. here. You know, the Shockey's not here anymore. Let's see what happens. He changed up his approach and they end up winning the Super Bowl and going on this amazing run. So it's just not that the Knicks are going to win the championship, but Tibbs, I think, might like midseason when, when, whenever that happened, when he shortened the rotation, which he probably should make it a little bit. 10 maybe you know like 11 sometimes you know rest some guys here and there there's, there's a happy medium there but whatever once he started playing bench fournier and bench rose and started playing mcbride played sims more i mean you know sims is on the bench now but like mcbride got into the rotation and then josh hart came it just became this situation where it just it just all clicked and they've been playing really well i mean they're this season they're riding on the coattails of two big winning streaks right like the one in december and then the nine game winning streak recently that should have been 10 and they blew it to Charlotte, you know, but like there's, I believe he can learn. I'm not, it's not the end of the world keeping Tibbs. I, I mean, he's old, but like, and he's, senior, he's almost senior citizen. I joke about that, not to be ageist or anything, but it's just like, you're trying to build this culture and you have an old coach. How long is he really going to be here? Like, what are you really building? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my point of why I wanted to fire him. And I still would at the end of the season, but at, at the end of the day, it's another conversation, but like, yeah. With Randall gone, we get to really see what this team can be. And, I, you know, Donovan Mitchell's not here, but, like, this summer we'll see what happens. You know, so 
Let's just see what happens right now. Now, Randall's out. He's, you know, what is it going to be reevaluated in two weeks, right? They said. So it's not even yeah. like he'll be back in two weeks. They're just right. going to be like, hey, let's see what's up in two weeks. So he might not even be back for the playoffs. We'll see. Everybody assumes, like, all right, sit him down for the playoffs. You know, you got that extra couple of days of the playing tournament, right? So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm sure he'll be back for the playoffs. There's no way he's going to miss it. He's just not that kind of guy. So yeah. let's see how Obi plays. You know, it's, it's going to be one of those things where I feel like Obi could come out and like dominate, not dominate, but play really well. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, that ankle feels kind of good now. You know, time to come back, you know, so. <laughs> if he impresses know, too we'll much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Listen, so, listen, we'll man. Thib said something scary, scary to me yesterday. If you listen to the post uh, game, he said that at the four, he could potentially seeing, uh, you know, he likes Obi there, but he also likes Josh Hart there. Mm-hmm. He also likes Sims there. Now, I don't know about you. But if I see Sims and Mitchell Robinson on the same court together, <laughs> I might lose my damn mind, Alex. What do you think about that comment? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, Sims and Mitchell Robinson doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, it made sense to play Randall and Obi together. That I didn't understand why he's so against that. That made no sense and still doesn't to this day. Like, what is he like? He gets and Cam Reddish kind of exposed him. Like, believe what you want about Cam Reddish. But like. It was personal with him where he thought, like, I can't miss a shot on the bench. Like, and he said that, and I believe it because you could see it. And you could see it with Obi where he's just like, dude, like, I, it's been last night, he played well, and all of a sudden he's on the bench. It was like, what the fuck? You know? That was right after the pass to, to what's it, Hartenstein for the dunk, right? Right. It was, and then it was, it was like, it disappeared. Like, <laughs> he got pulled. It's like, wait, wait, but why did you get pulled? If anything, we're talking about mistakes. Didn't the heart, like, had two turnovers, like, in, right. like, going down the court? Like, if you're talking about, like, coaching, like, Obi made a pass and it was successful when we got the bucket. And Josh Hart didn't. Now, I get Josh Hart is the player that, you know. Right, right. Likes Traded for him. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, I get that aspect of it. We're talking just about coaching. I mean, there's no there's no reason to pull him at that moment. Wait till he fucks up and then and then pull him. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Yeah. Time. Let him get into a rhythm. Let him not feel like there's, you know, he's looking over his shoulder every time he makes a mistake. And that's why he messes up. And that's why he plays better in the games where he plays over 30 minutes. Like I said, he's averaging close to 25 points a game when he plays over 30 minutes in his career. And that's it's only like a sample size of like seven games. I say he's five to seven games, whatever it is. And but that's just where it's like you get like, whoa. And that's where I put out a tweet maybe last year or earlier in the year. Like, we'll never know. Obi could be Halliburton, but we'll never know because he's never going to get a chance here. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm not – people take my words out of context. So now people see that tweet that gets kind of – not half viral. It goes, like, 300, 400 likes. People see that and be like, oh, you're so delusional. I'm like, I'm not saying he can – he will be Halliburton. I'm saying this guy was the eighth pick in the drafts and shows flashes when he gets a chance. Let's see what the hell he is. <laughs> like that's all I want to know. I, I have the worst PTSD of like he's gonna go somewhere else, like Miami yeah. or somewhere else, and he's gonna be a ten-year player starter, dominant force. You know, like four man yeah. Sean Marion, and we're gonna be like, oh well, I wish we had a player like that. It's just it's the same shit. So now let's see what happens because last year he got to play at the end of the season the five games where he played well. It was that's no right. pressure. The games meant nothing, you know. But now the games mean something. You're playing for seeding. You're playing big yeah. games. You're playing big matchups. On and, you know, the pressure's on, and you might have to start some playoff games. Now we're really gonna get to see Obi, you know, because he played well in the playoffs. You know, he didn't play well, you know, two years ago in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he, he played really well. Like surprised me where they're chanting his name. His mom was crying. Remember that whole situation? Yeah, that was so ridiculous. Yeah. So, so let's see, man. Let's see what happens. I, I'm excited to see it. So as you mentioned before, you know, and uh, you know, we, we're gonna talk about it. Julius Randle, obviously, ankle, uh, ankle injury, ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. They're saying uh, two weeks to be evaluated, which puts it at April 13th. Playoffs, obviously, April 15th. So if, if we all know Julius, I think we all do. The two-week evaluation for him, in his mind, is thinking, I got two weeks to get back, and I need right. to get back because I think I think we all can say it. The Knicks team right now, of course, you know, we want them to clinch. We want them to take the fifth seed. I don't think they're going to get the fourth. And obviously, you know, Miami, we pushed them back a little bit, but the Nets are right on our tails. We're only two and a half games behind them still, right? So they're still coming. So we still have to focus and win these next games that we have. Five games left is going to be important, but don't get it mistaken. If we don't have Randall in the playoffs, this team is likely not winning any round. I mean, Randall is a needed fit, a needed fixture in here. Unless Obi's going to go off for 30 every night. But unless that doesn't happen, <laughs> then Randall's going to need to come back and play that elite type of level offense and hopefully find his defensive whereabouts at some point. Because I feel like after the All-Star break, he's kind of been slipping to the point where he's not even putting up any hands or fingers or anything when he's defending. He's kind of just laying back. And every time I see that, I don't know about you, Alex, but I see everybody else defending well, and I see him lay back. And sometimes I feel I feel like the rooks look at him do that, and sometimes they'll lean back. As you see with Grimes mm-hmm. sometimes, he leaned back yeah. in the first half, and then in the second half, he locked in on them, and he started 
you know, doing the defensive efforts that we saw him doing, cutting like we know he can he can cut. So, you know, for me, what do you think about Randall, his injury now? If he does potentially miss the first round, let's say, do you mm-hmm. see the Knicks getting out of the first round without him? No, I don't see the Knicks getting out of the first round regardless. You know, I think oh. where, they, where they play Cleveland or Philly, I don't see it. I mean, they can give them a series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Philly, I mean, Cleveland's right on Philly's tail. Cleveland is good. People like want this, want Donovan Mitchell to be bad so badly, and you know, to justify the Knicks not dropping the ball, not giving up the four picks to get him. And they could have kept RJ. They could have kept quickly and gave up the four picks and gave up Obi and Grimes and a couple other, you know, like they that could have happened. You know, people pick and choose what reports that they want to believe. But like the people that are usually right are people like we like to make fun of them. But Berman's usually right. Begley's usually right. And they said, you know, early in the summer, it's more about draft picks than it is about players. <laughs> so, but the Knicks were so against giving up four picks. Imagine Donovan Mitchell on this team right now. I know I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. But imagine Donovan yeah. Mitchell on this team right now with Brunson, Mitchell, RJ, Randall. Mitchell Robinson as your five. And then maybe you end up getting Hart anyway in the middle of the season too. And that's that's a really, really close. You're, you're in the top three in the East. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's 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 what I'm thinking. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Knicks have enough to win a round. I think they can make it a six or seven game series depending on who they're, they're, they're playing and what the matchup is and their health and who's hot. But with Brunson banged up and with Randall banged up and with the team not – as good as we thought they would be with well, RJ's not as good as we thought he'd be this year. I don't see them getting out of the first round because like, like I said, people want Donovan Mitchell to be bad so badly to justify their feelings over the summer to justify the Knicks messing up. And it's okay to say they messed up and still root for them. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, the Cavs don't lose, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, we're like, man. oh, we can catch the Cavs. They're only three games better. I was like, yeah, that was like four months ago. Now, you know, it's just they're not going to catch them. It is what it nah. is. You know, they're a new team, and they're trying to get together, and and, and they're going to be fine, man. They're going to surprise the, play, people. Alex, you don't think the matchups for the like, – look, I, I, first of all, I get it, and I don't want to see yeah. that, that Sixers team at all. I know no, – hey, look, no. if, if you're going to tell me Harden's hobbled and Joel Embiid on his one leg, I'll take him. But if Joel uh, yeah. Embiid is healthy – Please, I don't want that smoke. I don't want to see. MVP no, yeah, trust me. Smoke. I want the Cavs more than the Sixers. Trust me. Trust me. Right. No, like right. I think the Cavs will beat them, but I, I don't want to play the Sixers. That that, that might be a sweep. <laughs> right. I'm saying, or yeah. or even a gentleman yeah. sweep if we're lucky. You know, like right. I don't want to touch that team. But wow. the Cavs, look, I may have disagreed here a little bit. Jessica, look, yeah. I know they're playing well. Donovan Mitchell. Man, Stop. my yeah. God, the dunks <laughs> he's been doing, just making people, he's making people yeah. taller than him look so much smaller. Right. It's, it's kind of ridiculous what he's doing, especially when they called him undersized for the longest time, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're undersized yeah. and doing that, can I be that undersized and do That's that? That's why it was to be that bullshit. Way. It was all bullshit. <laughs> it was just all slander to try to make themselves feel better. It was all manipulation and, and, and like Channing Fry was on Bad Weather Fans with Mike and I, you know, like you mentioned it. And he, I asked him the question about Amari when he left Phoenix, because he was actually on the Suns when Amari left the Suns and he right. to the Knicks in 2010. And mm-hmm. I asked him because there was always this rumor going around about how the Suns laughed at the Knicks for their contract. And they said, Amari's going to break down. We have poor bastards. Like, enjoy Amari. You know, meanwhile, so I asked him about that. And he said, that was total bullshit. Like, he didn't say bullshit, but he said, hell no, they did not. They, they, they were not happy about it. Because, well, you know what they did? They ended up signing like a bunch of, Mid, mid like Josh Childress and Hito, Hito Turkoglu. And you had to right. fill that roster anyway, so you might as well have paid Amari and had the two, three years with Amari healthy. And then you could have won a championship. And, you know, that was – he told me that it was all media spin to put it out there to make the fans happy because they were mad. They lost their favorite player, homegrown star, and Amari Stoudemire, and he's gone. You know, so you had to make the fans think that that, that, that was a good – that it was their idea and they didn't need him anymore. So that's what the Knicks were doing this summer with Donovan Mitchell, and everybody got sucked into it. And I'm sorry to always keep bringing it back to that, but that's just how I feel. And that, and that people get upset when I could constantly bring it up, but it's just, it is what it is, man. It's just, it's just a situation that we're in, you know what I mean? Until this summer when we see what they can do and see the next step and see what can happen, you know, the next move, it's going to be relevant this entire season. And that's just, that's just, is that's just reality. <laughs> so the, the matchups, right. Going back to mm-hmm. Cleveland, right. Yeah. I personally look like Julius Randle and Evan Mobley and Evan Mobley. Oh my God. God, Stud. talk about breaking out right now. Like he wasn't doing as this good 
in the beginning of the season, obviously you got to find your footing with Jared Allen. Right. I mean, Jared Allen was doing really well. Then his Jared injuries, Allen's an all-star too, man. What are we doing and the, here? Yeah. And the thing is his yeah. offensive game, he gets you 24 and 10, 24 and 15. I mean, he can go off as well too in terms of what he can do. Donovan Mitchell makes him better because of what he can do with the ball. And then you got mm-hmm. Evan Mobley now who can – if he can stretch that floor like he's been doing – I think Randall's going to have a problem because he wasn't doing that against Randall in the beginning when we were playing them and we were beating right, them. So right. now he's elevated that part of his game to do it later on the season. I still think the match between Julius and Mobley is one to watch. I think Mitch and Allen's going to be one to watch. And listen, for just poetic justice, <laughs> I got to see JB versus Donovan again. I just have to see it again. It's, yeah. it's just poetic at this point. Well, you're missing one person also, Garland. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah, just Garland, forgetting too. all about that guy. who's an all-star, too, That's all-star true. caliber, too. So yeah, it's like man. the Cavs are stacked, man. People act yeah. like they stink, and they're, they're stacked. And, you know, these guys, have, like, are really, really good. And they have guys like Osman, who's been around. And, you know what I mean? So, like, they, they have, like, a really good squad. And, and you know, I love the Knicks. I'm going to root for them. I'm not rooting for the Cavs. Don't get me wrong. I'm just giving you the honest opinion of what I feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, no, I hear and, you. You know, I hope the Knicks sweep them, and you know, it, it is what it is. But it's see, it's I like that likely. energy. That's yeah. it. No, that's it right there. Now, let's take out the not likely part and just keep it. Let's sweep them. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> just beat them every game. Don't lose. Don't lose a quarter. Yeah. Well, one, well, one of the keys, one of the keys to that, right? It's going to be Emmanuel quickly. Now, yeah. My personal opinion, he's six man of the year. I think Brogdon had a case for it for a while. I think quickly has taken that over right now, given his current play, what he's mm-hmm. doing right now. He's leading this team. Like, he's putting this team on his back without JB there. Obviously, you got Randall there, but he's putting this team on his back, leading them to victory. 40 points, nine assists last game against, uh, who was it? That was the um, Magic? No, it wasn't the Magic. The Rockets. So he the Rockets, destroyed, yeah. destroyed the Rockets by himself legitimately. I mean, Randall saw him cooking and let him cook, which I loved as well, too. Jalen Brunson recognizing yesterday that he could do it, and he just dropped the ball off to him and said, yo, you got it, man. Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's so funny. People keep telling me that Jalen Brunson doesn't like the pass, even though he ha- he's averaging a career high in assist. And he doesn't like to move the ball, even though when he passes the ball, other people freaking miss the damn shot so he doesn't get the assist. But I'd like to see a potential assist in that matter. But there's one thing that IQ does a little bit better than Jalen, and he said it on the post game. When he starts, he sees the game differently. He wants to get others involved. And one of the things that I harp on Brunson, as good as he's been, is just that I know you can get your shot whenever you want. You're a mid-range assassin. But Randall and RJ, I need them in the game immediately so they can get focused and locked in so they're ready for the entire game. Because if you freeze out RJ for the beginning, you see what happens. He just can't get it back into something going into the later rounds. So for me, Emmanuel quickly has taken this team to the next level. Do you think he's going to win sixth man of the year? I think it's going to be close because I feel like there's there's still a Knicks bias out there with the media, with, with the voting. You saw what happened with R.J. Barrett two years ago or three, whatever he was a rookie, whatever year, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. He, when he came out, was it 1920? Whatever, who cares? When he was a rookie and Terrence Davis got this all-rookie second team over him, it was a joke. It was just, are, are you are you kidding? You know what I mean? This guy's averaging like seven <laughs> points a game, you know, and and, and right. RJ's starting. It, it's just, it was, it was a joke. So I still yeah. think there's some of that Nick bias there. It might be changing a little bit, but I still feel like they might defer to somebody like Brogdon who's been around and is a true six-man because quickly has started a lot of games. Um, and, and most of his big performances have been when he's starting. So I think that might hurt him a little bit and being a Nick. So I, I don't know if he'll win, but I think he should win. I think it's clear he deserves it. And the Knicks are, are the home of the six man of the year awards. We get so many with Jared Smith, Anthony Mason, John Starks, all these guys that won six men of the year. We, we, we crush it in six men of the year. <laughs> so I think that Emmanuel quickly, likely, I think he should get it. Whether he does or not really depends on the bias toward the Knicks, I think. I think, to your point, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that as well, too. His biggest games have been when he started. And I think they might use that as a, well, you know, Brogs has been doing this off the bench, and you haven't been doing exactly the same thing off the bench. So, right. Ah, oh, God damn it, Alex. I hate when it's... you give me good points, man. It's not really... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the end of the world. I mean, listen, win, win, the, win in the playoffs. That's all we care about. You know what I'm saying? Win some games, get to the playoffs, you know, keep developing, and, and I'm happy. You know, like I said, we won a bunch of six men, men of the year awards already. It's kind of a rite of passage. So we're, we're good. We're good on that regard. You know, Tibbs isn't going to win coach of the year. It's easy Mike Brown. So we'll, 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 we'll just, you know, we'll take the five seed and, and 
and we'll go from there. You know, I'm, I'm happy that they're that they're there. That's it's just nobody would have thought that was going to happen. So not not uh, not the, not even close. I mean, I played I predicted them in playing maybe eight or nine, if even yeah. I didn't think I, but I didn't think Jalen Brunson. I knew he was going to ball out. I didn't think JB was going to do this, though. I mean, I know I don't think, I don't think even Knicks did. thought this. Yeah, no, I don't know. In the wildest dreams that I think he'd be this good. He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's playing like I think his level of play. I think he's playing like one of the top guards in the league. I mean, in the mm-hmm. East, especially how many guards can you say are better than him in the East? I mean, there's maybe like a handful, but there's yeah. like, he, you can't, pa- you can't pass six. I think like there's probably no. six people you can name and then you can't name anybody else. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I got to look at a list to really be sure. But coming into the season, I was saying like, he's probably like the 15th best point guard and you know, he's right. definitely passed a lot of people by and I'll take the loss on that, man. I didn't, I didn't think Bronson would be this good, man. I really didn't. I didn't think Hart would be this good. It's this great of a fit. He's not the great a great player. He's just very good at what he does. He doesn't yeah. need the ball. He, you know what I mean? He plays defense. He gets on the floor. You know, he's yeah. he's that guy that you need for a winning team to 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 take a take a step. He really really helps. And if they they need to sign him and keep him, and they need to you know maybe add to this 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 roster, and I would still deal Randall, but that's another story altogether at the end of the year. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know I'm going to ask you about the Randall thing in a second because we're going to talk about some money here, but I want to yeah. talk about the money that IQ is going to get because, listen, man, every single day I look, that money mark moves again and again. Before it was $100 million, Right. Now it's like $105 million. Then he does this against the Heat, and now it's $110 million. He's going to end the season probably at $125 million. I'm thinking to myself, if he wins six men of the year – and I saw Tyler Hero get 130 million. The cap's going up, and I know he can't get 130 million given his draft pick. But with the cap going up, at least 120, he's looking at. I I, I feel like he's around that range, and teams are going to offer him that even if the Knicks don't. So, the Knicks are going to be in a little bit of a pickle here because you got to pay him. You mentioned Hart, and he's you're not going to trade essentially two first round picks for Josh Hart and then not retain him. But then what is he? 18 million. And then you yeah. got Randall, you got Jalen Brunson, you got R.J. Barrett. I mean, you got a lot of money tied up, and you're talking about adding an asset. You're going to have to move a player because there's no way you're adding a talent. I don't know if Fournier and Rose adds up to a star player, but, uh, no. yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, So, Al, what do you think about the money situation here? How much what? do you think Quickly's going to get? I'm honestly, I don't know the exact number. I just know they're going to have to do some major roster construction because you can't lose quickly now. You can't refuse to trade him for somebody like Donovan Mitchell. And then when he balls out, you know, let him go. You, like, right. you know I mean? It doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Yeah. No. So, but I think that the issue is, you nailed it with, with Evan Fournier is, is a big, big hole on this roster with the cap. You're going to have to dump him in some kind of Alec Burks or Noel type trade where you just give him to the Pistons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take That's a big trade partner. <laughs> yeah. Like take, take this and we'll take literally nothing back. I didn't even know that was, that was possible to take nothing <laughs> back in a trade until the Knicks did it twice on draft night <laughs> and so i was just do that get rid of them take take a pick take a second round pick take something and just just take them off our hands please and and that'll be nice if they can do that but some, it's scary to say because before the season you didn't know this and i'm lowering my voice because i'm about to tell you something that's gonna blow your mind a little bit i feel like emmanuel quickly may be playing rj barrett out of new york right now may be because Emmanuel quickly is really, really taking a step. And R.J. Barrett has looked bad most of the year. I love R.J. Barrett. I'm a huge fan of his. And I really think he can be a really, really, really good player in his league, borderline all-star. But right now, if you have to make a decision right now, and they're not trading Randall, and, and I want them to trade Randall, and I'm going on the premise that they won't trade Randall. I'd rather them trade Randall, keep R.J. quickly, Bronson, and build off that with Mitchell Robinson. But I feel like R.J. Barrett might be that piece that's dealt in a trade this offseason, maybe with Mitchell Robinson, to get somebody else. And you keep quickly, you keep heart, and then you might be stuck with Fournier. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like that might be happening right now. It's kind of a scary situation because R.J. Barrett is the clear number three option. He clearly can't play as a number three option. He needs the ball. Both Brunson and Randall need the ball. And when he gets the ball now, he presses. Everybody sees it if you're looking at it rationally. He's still putting up his numbers. He's shooting a little bit better than he was last year. Everybody says he sucks. He doesn't suck. He still can be a borderline all-star, in my opinion. But I'm saying with the cap, with the, the way that things are going right now, Emmanuel quickly may be playing R.J. Barrett out of town. And it's sad. because you, But you have to make these decisions in business, especially when you have mistakes from this, this management that has made their mistakes with Kemba Walker, with, with Fournier, with all these players that are signed to these deals. Even Hartenstein is here, and like he's good, but like he 
he's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you got to get off of these guys in the offseason if you want to keep your guys. You know what I'm saying? So something is something's brewing there because quickly you you can't dump quickly right now, man. And we might be though, to give you the other side of the coin, we might be at a point where we were with RJ last year where like you can't trade RJ Barrett. He's gonna be a star. He's a star, he's a star, he's a star because he was playing like one. But then you get to the offseason, you're like, I don't want to deal him. But then you get to the next season, you're like, fuck, we should have traded him. So that might be happening with quickly right now to play devil's advocate. But I, but I, man, that's Alex, scary thing. You have to say that, Alex. I could, the entire take, I mean, my whole face was covered because I'm just trying to like not listen and think <laughs> and try to understand the con. And the crazy part is obviously it makes sense because if you're right. looking at the roster the way it is and you think about the trade package, you'd have to dangle a Fournier or a Rose around. RJ, mm-hmm. the youngest player on the team who has a higher ceiling, people still think. Uh, third, uh, obviously third overall pick in the draft, obviously has value. If anything, I mean, he's more healthy and played more games than Zion Williamson, right? So, I mean, that's something to add to his credit. I don't want RJ dealt, like you said. I, don't, I, I think I, I'm going to give RJ one more year. I, I mm-hmm. think personally for me, what I see RJ doing is he's been asked to develop and sacrifice at the same time because nobody expected this from Jalen Brunson, who's, ta- who's taken off, right? Nailed it. Yep. Right. So when you're when you're asked to when you're first before you're behind Randall as the second best player and you're thinking this is your year to be maybe become the number one option. Right. Or at least number two. But now right. you have Randall playing out of his mind. So you know, there you go. And you got Jalen <laughs> Brunson who's like, you know, I, I can play, too. And I'm about to ball out and not only balls out, but he's p- potentially putting himself into, well, you're a championship number two on a team because uh-huh. of what you're doing. So when you see those two players, RJ has to be like, OK, I see they're balling out. I see they're the leads of this team and they're playing like all-stars. I got to take a step back. Now, I know I got to do what I got to do, but I got to find my place. It's hard to find your place around two legitimate all-star players who do love the ball in their hands. And R.J. Barrett needs the ball in his hands to be effective. In Duke, he had the ball in his hands. That's why he was effective. He set up Zion like every single play almost. And Zion got hurt in the playoffs in the college too. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. then, and then the same thing with RJ. He had to step up and, and you know, handle his business, do what he needed to do. And how did he do that? By attacking. He wasn't really a shot maker. He was an attacker. He was a cutter. And the thing is, he's, he fell in love with the three so much this year, it affected his efficiency. You know? Yeah. And then when he started coming after also, break, oh, I can drive too because I'm strong? Oh, yeah. So he started driving and getting to the free throw line and making buckets. That's why he's gotten better now. But to think about what you're saying if you have all this money tied up, you can't move quickly. You're not going to move Hart. You're not going to move Randall. You're not going to move Brunson. Right. What's you're stuck with Fournier. You might be stuck with Fournier. Just right. like sitting there. You know, I mean, he's an expiring, so you might be able to uh, next year, right? He's, team option. I, I think it's a team option, so essentially uh, essentially expiring. The year after, so yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're not going to obviously not take that. So, yeah. So, right. and then you have Hartenstein also, which you could probably move Hartenstein if you really wanted. If you really wanted to keep RJ quickly, you can probably move Hartenstein with Fournier. Maybe with a pick and get a player, get one player that will take up a spot. Because then now you're, you might have this draft pick that you have to take too. And then what, what are you going to trade that? You know, so that's why all the stars are aligning right now. Channing Fry said this on Bad Weather Fans. That like the stars are aligning that the Knicks are going to get a star, trade for a star this offseason. But I'm just like, dude, again? You know what I mean? I said to him, he's like, no, but this is me saying it. Not, you know, the media, you know, which he kind of is. But you know what I mean? This is me that's saying true. it. He's like, Maybe he's heard something. But and he lives in Portland, so maybe he's thinking Dame. But like I just, he makes so much money and he's so old. But if you get him in sort of like an Aaron Rodgers kind of situation, and you just get him and and you keep some of your guys, but if you trade like I don't, I don't know how the, if the numbers work, but let's say you you trade RJ and and Hartenstein, Fournier, and some picks, and you get Dame. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you bring Dame Dollar, you bring mm-hmm. Dame Dollar. I'm to saying. New York. I don't want to trade RJ though. Don't don't get it twisted. I don't, I don't I want to you. trade RJ. Yeah, you know but you're saying? not making. There's no way you're getting Dame with. I think a package not even going to be sent around. RJ. You might lose Obi in that deal too. I mean, Dame oh, yeah. Lillard. We're talking. Yeah. I don't even know how many picks. You're talking about like a Luca type deal in that situation, like five picks probably. You probably pick have to swap Brunson too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because so like, what are you going to do with quickly with the uh, with? Because I, I tell you right now, there's no. You can't. And I've been saying this for a minute, Alex, and I just want to just say it with you as well too. For me, there is no justification anymore that quickly comes off the bench. Let him come off the bench for the rest of the season, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's next season, yeah. yep. he needs to start, and Grimes needs to go to the bench. And the reason for that 
is because Grimes has a bag. He has a bag, and he cannot expose that bag like he did last night with the little fast assist. He has a high IQ. He, he Sometimes he'll look to, to create, but when he right. sees somebody open, it's a fast pass. He just he does it. He has Falls in love with bag. the three a little much for me. A little too Agreed. much to the three for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Like, but the thing is, obviously, we got him in there because he's supposed to stress the floor as a three you know, shooter. Right. His, his three's right. gotten better lately, I think, because he's been taking a little bit more efficient open shots versus shots with people in his face or among traffic where he's stopping and popping. So I agree uh-huh. that that's a little bit better for him. But he his bag that he can show off the bench, kind of like how quickly he was able to develop off the bench before he did this, Right. I right. think Grimes would have the same effect. And if you switch them, you don't lose the elite defense. If anything, quickly is your best on-ball defender. So you uh-huh. get quickly there. And then you get, in my opinion, somebody who I trust. If you pass the ball to him, I'm trusting him to make that three-pointer then more than I'm trusting Grimes to do it. I think it just makes sense in all categories. What do you think about a move if you did a switch with an IQ and Grimes? That that I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Grimes is good, man. He's a good player, but at the end of the day, I think you're making a good point where he can play, he can dominate a, a, the second unit on another team, and he would be good as a six man because he can come in and and he's quick and he can play defense. He's not like the instant offense typical six man like quickly should be on paper, but right. at the end of the day, I, I I wouldn't mind that. And if you don't make any moves this offseason, because let's be let's be real, Leon Rose in his entire tenure has showed that he's like scared to shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he gets to the, he gets to the finish line. And he doesn't pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's been a lot of that. You know what I mean? The scared money don't make no money kind of thing. But, you know what but I mean? That's you, why they've been kind of teetering on this mid kind of shit, you know? But Alex, do you credit him for that? Because other front offices may have pulled the trigger. Or like, you know, for instance, there's there's been a rumors of the Levine trade during the trade deadline, yeah. right? They may right. could have made a, a deal for him, a move for him. Now, I think what he does is he puts a line in the sand. He's like, listen, I'll do this much. But I won't cross this line regardless of what, you, regardless of the player. I think that's what he's done. To your point, it's kind of led him to not make any really major moves, but not to also make any horrible moves either. I think the worst decision under his, you know, platform has been the Cam Reddish situation in regards to getting him, then moving him, so essentially moving two first rounds for Josh Hart. But other than that, I mean, it's hard. Well, to he gave Kemba two years. Also, that oh, was yeah. terrible. Thing, you, yeah. you know, I, I celebrated the Kemba move because I thought it was one year, and then all of a sudden, like a couple <laughs> weeks later, I'm like, it was two years for what, man? Like, you didn't have to do that. You had all the leverage, and now and then they ended up getting screwed. It was it was paying Alec Burks over Reggie Bullock last year. That was a mistake too, because Reggie Bullock was like the heart and soul of the team. You know what I mean? He's not that great, but he was like that guy. You know, and it just little things like that. He kept screwing up. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's little things, and and like people praise him for you know this is part of my issue this offseason people praised him for punting on the draft trading all these picks and trading burks and trading noel and trading kemba and doing all this stuff to get the space to get brunson who became a star yeah but at the end of the day all you're doing was fixing your own mistakes you don't get credit for fixing the mistakes that you made you know what i mean you can't blame this on phil jackson you did this (laughs) you know what i mean and on top of that you were sloppy that cost you a second-round pick, too. You went to a game with between the Mavericks and the Jazz in the playoffs to scout Brunson, which you don't even need to scout him because he was your the the, the executive's godson or whatever he is. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. Look, what like it, so yeah, you know, a second-round pick. Would you trade a second-round pick for Jalen Brunson as production? Of course. Would you trade the first-round pick of Jalen Durant for Jalen Brunson? Of course. But the point is you didn't have to do that, and that's been yeah. my gripe, and that's the reason why I was so mad this offseason and fans are just dismissing and brushing it under the rug. Like it's no big deal. I'm like, this is not good management. Yes. They're good this year. Yes. They were good two years ago, but imagine what they could be if they didn't make these little minor mistakes that they didn't have to make. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, I just, agree. it's like the smallest things. So, and that's the difference between being very good and being great. We saw that with the mellow era. You know what I mean? You yeah. get mellow and then you waste two years because you made a bigger trade than you did you should have, but that's not why you got held up. But then you, you're at that pivotal moment. The lockout's coming, and you re-up Billups before the lockout. Then after the lockout, all of a sudden Tyson Chandler's there, so you use the amnesty on Tyson Chandler instead of saving it for Amari, who you know is going to get hurt. And because of that, it costs you Chris Paul. So that could have made them a oh. title contender with Melo. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had that one year where they were great, the 54-win yeah. year, but like, and they should have won the Eastern Conference Finals that year. But yeah. At the end of the day, you capped out your team because of that one minor mistake. And that's where I'm scared that they may have already made that mistake. But we'll see what happens this offseason is going to tell us a lot. It depends. You know, our, it's just it's just really it's it's really a big offseason. And like this season is sort of irrelevant. And that's why I keep saying it's fun. It, it's exciting. You're seeing players develop. And that's great. 
and you, it's always good to make the playoffs, especially in a, in a franchise this century that has not made the playoffs a lot. But I'm not so confident that it's going to happen. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just, just chill with saying trust Leon Rose because how can you trust him when you break it down the way that I just broke it down? You know what I mean? Just listen, stop, man. Like looking at it with rose colored glasses is all I'm saying, you know? Listen, I think, I think this, it's a fair point. I think you have to look at both sides. If you're going to acknowledge some of the things that he's done that you like, I think you have to also admonish him for some of the things that he did that he didn't like. And there's no, right. like I said, there's no way you can excuse those aspects, right? After they went to the, uh, in the COVID year, right? When they got the, as my, as my good friend state likes to say on, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> my God. the yeah, almighty my fourth seed. <laughs> when they got that, they didn't really build on that. They signed Fournier, they re-signed Rose, they re-signed Nerland, they re-signed Burks. They didn't really get the star that you expected them to get off of that season because you thought, hey, they're attractive now. It's New York. They did something special. Randall's playing like a, you know, the most of player, all-star. You thought they were going to do something big. Like, I think that's when you needed to add Brunson, right? Like, at right. that point, and then see, and maybe have this year then, and then build off of that. And maybe now you get Donovan in this year. You're like, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's what they should have done. So there's no way to erase that. I know a lot of people like to. They should say, oh, it's COVID. No, 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 no. COVID was the excuse to why they were in a bubble. But the reason for the trades, that's all on him. So you, again, right. I can I can give him credit for not signing uh, Levine. Thank God he didn't do that. I don't want Levine right now, especially mm -hmm. if not what he was going to cost you. But right. I can also say, but the reason we can't have as much cap to use to get another star is because you tied up our money and all these other players, especially in Fournier, who's now a dead contract, losing value. Who you get, probably have to attach a pick to to probably move at this point. So you can't, and you, you also paid Randall a year earlier yeah. than you had to. You had him on right. a team option. You paid him a year earlier because he's your best friend and got you the job. Because yeah. Julius Randall got Leon Rose the job. Like he yeah. said it on the Woj Pod. Julius Randall said it. He's like, in between that season when Leon Rose pitched the deal to 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 Dolan to take the job, he sat down with Leon Rose at a restaurant uptown, and it was Alfred Pate was there, and he was part of the family. That's why he kept playing. The Knicks will yeah. run like a mafia, you know what I'm saying? And Julius Randle is a made man, and he's he, he's 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 untouchable, and that's why he gets favoritism, and that's all the players say it. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking out of school here. It's just it, it is what it is, man. Listen, man, Cam Reddish did say something when he left in that interview. It wasn't basketball; it was politics. And if exactly. you look at it, and you look at the way some players are handled, and I said that actually after Julius lost his cool. Where, you know, if that was RJ or that was Obi, they wouldn't Forget have seen the game it. again. They might not have seen the next game. Like, I don't even know. But with Randall, and I, I think Brunson probably could have done that too, I don't think they would have had any issue with that because of the what the impact to the team they, they you know, they give. You know, Randall's level of play to the team is so impactful that you feel like if you do something to him in a way that he's not going to favor, he might just turn a cheek and say, all right, well, I'm good, you know. Right. We don't we don't know what that attitude's gonna be like. But the fact that you even have to consider that mm -hmm. as a as a prospect to not <laughs> wanting to bench him is actually the issue. So right. you gotta right. hold your players accountable because other people, other players see that. And the reason they're gonna say it's political and not basketball is because of those things. And you don't want that shit going around the league, you know, affecting other players and all-stars from coming here. You don't want to only deal with CAA agents. Listen, I'm cool with it. I get it. You want to sign Devin Booker? Politics, all business. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, yeah, like, but yeah. I, I want other players too. Can I get some clutch players? <laughs> Maybe not any more clutch players after what you did the Cam Reddish. But goddamn, man, right. I would like some other agency players. I just don't want to. I just don't want the Knicks to be called the Knicks slash CAA organization forever. You know, like, but that's what that's we're turning what into, Alex. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's what they are, and it's just what it's the situation that we're in, and it's just the hand we're dealt, and we have to deal with it. It just is what it is, you know. And it stinks. And, you know, you know, I, I don't even know where I'm going to go from there because it's just it just shows like they really with the favoritism and Julius Randle gets his favoritism and they're able to do whatever he wants. And he's not even on the level of like a LeBron James or a Dame or somebody where it's like, all right, well, or Kawhi, who can go party in Vegas in between games because he's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's what two finals MVPs he's got the pelts on the wall. Like Julius Randle has some all-star appearances, like, Oh, big fucking deal. David Lee had two all-star appearances too. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So it's just, that's what's scary for me, but 
especially like Mitchell Robinson has been saying a lot of stuff like he's pissed and everybody just is like, oh, he's just a baby. Oh, he's just a baby. All of a sudden, when all of the people are saying the same thing about the common denominator, which is Tibbs and which is the organization, the problem is not all the, the different players like Reddish and, and Mitchell Robinson and, and even R.J. Barrett, who shows it on the floor without saying anything, but he shows the anger and quickly getting in Randall's face and Randall pushes him, stuff like that. Or like when Fournier tried to hold hold Randall back last year and he shoved them out of the way too. It's just like, yeah. you know, man, this is not this is not the best situation, and and that's why I, I would trade Randall just just get this guy out of here because you're not gonna win with him. You know what I mean? Unless you really get somebody who's above him that could tell him like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? You need you need Chill. a major star player like a Joel if he came here. I think right. like that type of impact. You need a contender person, a contender piece. Needs to be added to the Knicks if you're going to make a trade for the Randall Brunson. Yeah, Yeah. that's only what's going to make sense because Randall's a a bona fide three at this point. Two is going to maybe be Brunson, depending on who you have around him. And then the number one option needs to be that star changing player. Like it has to be a phenomenal type of player. Joel Embiid for me makes the most sense uh, because I don't think he's going to want to stay in Philadelphia. But I understand they're not going to trade him to the Knicks. Yeah, well, the same division, same conference. It doesn't make sense as an organization to do so. They have done it before, but they did it for Ben Simmons. So I would have done the same thing too. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. They're like, oh, really? You want him? Good. You really want Ben? Here you go. Please take him. Uh, poor Mike. Poor Mike. Oh though. my God. Poor, <laughs> poor Mike. What is Mike gonna do, man? He's already out for the whole season. Who knows? What yeah. the hell? He might be back. Hey, he said he was gonna be healthy when next season comes. I just hope he's healthy and yeah, not scared bullshit. of the basket. The, the Nets have to uh, stretch provision him. It, they got to get him out of there. Just get oh, him yeah. out of there. Yeah. You're gonna have to. They, do, gonna just, have to uh, Joe Kim Noah him, right? Yeah. Just get him <laughs> out of there. Josh Smith him. Just get. Just it's he's better out than in. It's just even you know save the money and you still have to pay some money, but just just get that negativity out of there you know what i mean but anyway who cares about the nets right so yeah agreed agreed but unfortunately we got to talk about a little bit we're talking about standings right now so mm-hmm. standing wise right now obviously we got the knicks um we got the knicks obviously in fifth nets in sixth there we're two and a half games uh, above them and then the heat right behind them and uh game and a half behind them cavaliers are very much ahead of us. I think we're what is that? Three, four games ahead of us right now. Yeah, it's over. We're not. I don't think. Cats, yeah, we're yeah. not catching them. Uh, and that brings me to the point right now, right? So we talked. You talked about who you wanted to see in the playoffs. Obviously, you said Cleveland. I believe Cleveland's well too. I think the matchup makes sense. I don't think anybody else on that list does anything for us, any favors. I actually see the Knicks getting to the second round. And here's my my theory on that: If the Knicks get to the second round, they are trading for a star, apps, an all star. In the offseason and likely mm-hmm. rj barrett's going to be the one that goes in that deal because you need an all-star the money's going to have to make sense and if that's going to happen rj is going to have to be the centerpiece and they're likely going to need to get a wing that can defend score and also be able to contribute in a way that complements randall brunson and i think that's going to have to be one of those all-star level wings potentially and i'm going to put it out there and i don't want the guy but i know he might be available given what the clippers do <laughs> pg could be available and he might not cost a damn thing given what he might do in the playoffs, his age mm. and all that stuff. It might be possible. So I'm just going to put that out there and leave That's it. That's a good that. one. What do you think, yeah. Alex? That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't think of that's a good one because you know, if, if you really to trade Randall, but you know, that's a good one. But I think, I don't know if the Knicks essentially have to get to the second round to be in a position to, to, to get a star. I think they just need to show up in the first round, take it to six, take it to seven, Make make it a series. Don't win one game and then get punked the next three like they did versus Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. don't 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 Ugh. don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk shit and then Capella says I'm going to kick your ass and then he does and then you whimper on home and sign you know Evan Fournier and think everything's okay. You know what I mean? Like that. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? If they do that, if they get swept in the first round or they get really embarrassed and losing five, it, it's it's going to be tough because then it's going to be like, ah, Knicks were just a regular season team. They tried hard when no one else did and looked like a bunch of bullshit, five seed, whatever. But if yeah. they show up and they show it in the playoffs like the Pelicans did last year and everybody was really impressed with how they played, even though they were under 500 team, everybody's like, whoa, the Pelicans look like they've arrived and they gained a lot of respect around the NBA. That's something that can happen with the Knicks because they, you know, the Pelicans like went went toe to toe with the Suns. You know what I'm saying? So like, do that and maybe they can be a position. But I'm just so tired of like the hoping for the star kind of a situation, especially when you had the star in the the guy from New York, Mets fan, wanted to be in the, the Knicks and he wanted to be here, and you had the deal and you played games and the Jazz said to go fuck yourself. So that's just like yeah. I just. 
I'm still, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, why I'm not it. confident. I'm not confident it's going to happen because of that. I'm, I'm looking, I'm taking the data that I have and right. I'm using it to make my decision. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it just is what it is. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, listen, I, I hear you, man. I, I think, I think that's a good point. Um, in, listen, they could potentially not do anything, right? If they think right. this team is good the way <laughs> it is. Likely. Right. <laughs> likely. And maybe, maybe they feel like, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Mavs. Obviously they're out of, they're out of the play in right now. Um, there's a couple games left. They still could. I mean, OKC uh, could, could lose a couple more games. I mean, the it's West possible. is so close. Yeah, the West yeah, is it, so close. Yeah. By games. I mean, so they could potentially still make it in. Obviously, we want to make it in. I want the 11th pick. Uh, mm -hmm. I want that pick from them. Uh, the Wizards are closing in on making the play in right now. I want them to make it as well, too. They're a couple yeah. of games behind Chicago, who's lost, too. So, you know, I want that to happen as well. Um, so right. we'll see. We'll see what happens with that and the, the draft capital that we get. And I hope that if we do get a draft pick in 2023, one of the most loaded drafts, you know, in recent history, I would love to see them get a pick and develop them. What develop means under Tom Thibodeau, I have no fucking clue. But, uh, you know, I, I still want the pick. I don't want them to just trade it away for nothing, like you said. I want them to at least be able to utilize it or at least use it for something that matters, that is significant, not to clear out space. Because that, in my opinion, like you said, you don't really need to do those things. There's other ways to maneuver that. So you don't need to trade away your valuable assets right. for fucking players that you could get anyways. <laughs> right, right. And that's that's the thing. It's like the Knicks are, this is why they're mid. They don't know if they're competing and they don't know if they're developing. <laughs> like they're in between that road. They drove by the fork of the road and went straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are we going? And just that like, was perfect. That's why we're like, yeah, we're at that line. It's just like, and you could have had the star and now you don't. And now you're trying to hope for the next star. And it's just like, well, when the right. fuck is that going to happen? And how many, like, right. it's the same plan, just <laughs> looking different. It's lipstick on a pig. You know what I'm saying? It's the same yeah. thing. Just we're winning a couple of games now. And everybody's like, you're, you're, you're putting, you know, you're, you're just like, you're like putting this flashy thing in front of us. Like, ah, don't worry about it. We're doing the same thing. But here, look at this. Look over here, over here, over here. You know what I mean? So, but you know what? It all can work out. So we'll, we'll see. It's just that I'm not confident, but we'll see. And I hope it does. And that's the thing. It's just that's why when people read my tweets, it comes off the wrong way. Like, oh, you're root for them to lose. Like, no, I'm not. They don't but listen I, to you, Alex. I swear to God, yeah. because if, if you listen, if you just listen to Alex talk on his podcast before <laughs> you. you question his freaking tweets, he actually <laughs> says a lot of it in his podcast before Thank they even you. make it to the tweets. And the way and again, there's look how we're talking right now, right? Obviously, we don't see the game exactly the same. You right. have some of the things that you like. I have some of the things that I like, right? But we can talk basketball because we're talking basketball. And that's right. what it's about. You can tweet whatever you want because at the end of the day, you're talking ball to me. If I ask you why, you'll give me seven basketball reasons. And that's why yes. it doesn't matter. So that's Not why because I'm just... I'm right. an RJ Barrett fan and I'm not, I need to have his back no matter what. Like, right. no, man. I love RJ Barrett. I have his back. He's my, he's on the Knicks. I, I, I don't like our Julius Randle, but he's on the Knicks and I root for him to succeed. I'd rather him succeed than fail, but I think he's going to fail. So that's just <laughs> right. my fucking opinion. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, and like you just said it opinion. Right. Opinion. Yes. It, exactly. Man. Come on. Yes. Now. And speaking on opinions, let's go back to RJ Barrett really quick. For me, he needs to step up now more than ever. Randall's out. Sure, mm -hmm. Obi's going to be there. Let Obi get his minutes. Fine. Obi's not the one I want to see something from. <laughs> I want to see something from my freaking number three pick, who now has to be the number two option on Maybe that number one. Unit. Maybe, right? <laughs> yeah. If Jalen Brunson, Brunson hurt. Yeah. right? Yeah. And if Jalen Brunson doesn't play, and you're telling me I get to see IQ, Grimes, and Barrett start? Ooh, baby. Give it to and me. And Obi and Mitch, that's the dream. That was the dream. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. I want it. I want to yeah. see this lineup go off. And if RJ closes strong and does it in the postseason, regardless how bad his regular season was, and it's been a fucking state. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> they're not going to move him. So if they don't move him, Alex, essentially what you're going to get is in a more elite, advanced next, next team next season, potentially doing the same thing. Right. You'll, you'll get a Hartenstein uh, small forward, and that'll be it. A Hartenstein type <laughs> small forward, and, and that kind of signing. You know what I mean? That's, that's what, not, you know, you know what I mean. But whatever. Listen, but it, it's been working, so we'll see what happens. You know, maybe maybe they'll surprise us, you know? So. <laughs> you think that, our, but do you feel like this is RJ's time now to really make a, a note for himself and say, listen, yeah. I'm, here, I'm here to play. I'm here to stand on my own two feet and show you what I can do? More, more Obi because he hasn't had a chance. RJ, I feel like he can. I feel like he will show us when he's the guy again 
like the number two or one guy, I think he'll show us that what he was showing us last year, where it's like, give me the ball, get the fuck out of my way. I'm getting my buckets. Like that's what he was at the end of the year last year. And I loved it. And that's why I was calling him a star. And Mike was mocking me on bad weather fans. Like, dude, he's not a star. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not watching. Like I see it. It's not just the points. It's like, he's come into his own. And then this year he's got, he's been kind of neutered. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, and now he's like unconfident. He's going to regress. And it's just like, so I feel like I we're RJ, I expect RJ to play better over the last few games without Randall. I'm looking to see Obi. I really, really, really want to see Obi play 30 plus minutes a night. And l- let me see, do it, do it in pressurized situations in our dream lineup that we said. And let let's see what the hell we got, man. Let's let's really really see it. So a hundred hundred percent agree with you there, Alex. This is gonna be my last question for you. We've been talking for a while, and yep. to be honest, if there was no timer on this, I could talk to you for five hours and probably gonna get bored. But we just talk about Knicks all day. <laughs> yeah, you might man, even go to been, the you might fun. even go to the you might even go to the Jets, you know, because I'm a Jets fan, honestly. So you might talk about Lamar Jackson and freaking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers all over again. And trust me, oh yeah, man, too. I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been banging my head against the wall for the last week, man. That'll be on the Jets uh, recap. Yeah, the Jets. There recap. you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, new new idea. Hey, uh, hey there you go. <laughs> um, so uh, lastly, man, obviously tomorrow night playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, what's likely to be the playoff preview that we're looking at. Uh, Cavs seemingly healthy. Obviously, Knicks are not. We're likely going to be without Randall, potentially even without Jalen Brunson. I don't know what's going to happen there. Although he said in the post game. Uh, afterwards that his um that his wrist felt fine and he felt amazing. So I think right. he'll probably play, but who knows what the minutes are going to be staggered to. Um, what do you think the keys are to beating the Cavaliers tomorrow night? You're going to, you got to let guys like Donovan Mitchell or whoever else gets hot, like a, a Garland get theirs because they're going to get theirs. But you have to make sure that guys like Mobley or Jared Allen down low don't beat you because if they do, then, then, then you have no shot. You know, yeah. and and that's that's the thing. Either Garland or Mitchell are going to go off. You got to love one of them. One, of, it's just it's just what it is. And then you have to hope for the consistent scoring. And you need Mitchell Rob Mitchell Robinson play doesn't play great against Jared Allen. Jared Allen's had his numbers since he was with Brooklyn. It's just it's been one of the, he's one of those guys that just just like annoying to play against. You know, and so that's one of those matchups that we need to see. And and we we need Mitch to step up. And I I just. I really, really think RJ is going to show us something over these last few games. And that, I think that's what we need to win because Donovan Mitchell is going to get his. It's just is what he's in the zone. And and Garland can is Gar- Garland's healthy, right? I mean, I haven't. Really I believe so. Yeah, I believe yeah. I, I think he was banged injury, up they, recently, right? Yeah. The, yeah. He had an eye thing like in the beginning of the season. I think he was fine. He had a little bit of a, I think, a minor injury with his, I think, his hamstring okay. or something like that. But I think he's yeah. back now. Yeah, he's fine. But he's 100. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's fine. So, yeah. So it, it's just, we'll see. I, I just, People are saying maybe we should rest everybody, not show them our cards. But like, listen, everybody's got tape. It's 2023. You can't hide people. You can't showcase yeah. people and like get their trade value up. It doesn't work like that in 2023. You know what I mean? Maybe in 1997 yeah. that could work. And people look at the stats like, oh shit, look at this guy. You know, no, it, you can't do that now. Everybody's got everything. You got apps. You can watch games on your phone. It, 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 you know, it doesn't matter. So play them because you want to beat the Cavs because you don't want to face Philly in the first round. They're, nope. they're close to catching Philly. You want to beat the Cavs because they're only like two games out of Philly. Right or, or right. two and a half? To, I don't know what it is. So it's just, it, it's just, it's you. you don't want Philly. <laughs> you don't yeah, two want and Philly. Trust they're me. two and a half. They're two and a half. So two and a half right we, now. So yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Especially if Joel misses some more games. God knows what right. that might be. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, yeah, you, you want to beat the Cavs. Hopefully, Jalen Brunson plays. Let, let Brunson rest against lesser teams that are coming up. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm for, saying. For for me, I don't think the the Knicks have anything to rest about. I mean, we haven't won anything. We haven't clinched anything. Nothing's clinched. All the, yep. yeah, all the games matter. Until we clinch fifth, I don't want anybody. If you're healthy, you're playing. Until At least we clinch, clinch top that. six. Get me top six, and then right. okay, maybe all right, whatever. Who cares? We play. You know, kind of. Well, I mean, top. I want six five. And, trust me. Top, but, well, like, yeah. I mean, five yeah. for me now is getting curious because if the Sixers and Cavs switch i'm right. going for sixth i don't i don't care i'll, I'll let the next let, let the next go up it's fine with me i'm right. not trying to any smoke with joel Embiid. i do not that's touching that the money smoke. though man you don't want to touch the money you don't want to like concoct and lose to face an opponent that that's, that's tough, true man. no that's true too i don't think they're gonna do that i think especially with dibs i mean they're not gonna they, no, they can't do that play. with dibs they're gonna play they're gonna he probably win that. yeah no yeah, he would, never yeah. He, that. He would nah, i mean we're talking about Justin and that's here. a good thing that's a good trait about tibbs he's always looking like no we're trying to win and that's a good trait that's something i like about Tibbs. i don't like a lot of things but that's something i like about <laughs> i think a lot of fans in uh in my in my twitterverse and your twitterverse probably agree with you that there are some fans who love tibbs to death and about a lot more 
that want to see his head on a swivel as fast as possible and see Johnny Bryant take over and lead this team <laughs> to 17 championships, apparently. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, Why is Johnny Bryant this, this the next great coach? Because he's Tibbs' assistant? I mean, I, isn't he part of the problem? I, I mean, just like, yeah, I, I would give him a shot, sure. But, like, right. I don't know. I want somebody from the outside, like Sam Cassell or somebody to step in. Oh, like, that's a good like one, that. actually. Yeah, that's I, somebody I, I've been liking. I, I loved Quinn Schneider, but obviously, you know. Uh, yeah, now he's gone. Yeah, but No, Sam Cassell always did it for me because he's got yeah. the mouth for New York. He played for the Nets, so he knows the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, 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 he played against the Knicks in the 94 finals. He knows what this, what this town can be. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just, that's the guy, man. That's what I think is going to be the next great coach in the NBA. I mean, maybe not great, but, like, really good. Like, I think he has potential. So that's the guy I really want. I hope we don't lose out on him, you know, but – Tibbs is obviously getting another year now based on the way the season is going. So I don't think screwed. Tibbs is I don't think Tibbs are gonna get fired at all, especially if depending on what he's doing the playoffs. I mean, they could resign him, which is a scary, scary thought. But like when is he gonna get close to 70 years old? He's gonna be 65. And it's just like 65. Like, what they're, are we they're doing? They're looking here? at Popovich. They're looking at Popovich. If Popovich, uh, Popovich can do it, has can do it. The titles, bro. You know I know, what I, mean? like, I know. Trust me, with you and I, we I understand he's not the same as Popovich, uh, but they're gonna say, well, he's coaching, so why can't he coach? Uh, of course, yeah, the no. difference is the rings, obviously, right. but right. that's kind of what it is. I, I, I've said it before. Thibs got this team to a threshold, kind of like a Mark Jackson, right? But right, then you needed right. a Kerr to take them to the next level. This right. team needs its Kerr. I don't know who that is, but they need to find that Kerr and have them so. take them to the yeah. next. Yeah, potentially, <laughs> right? It could be. It could be. You're like, like you said, it fits. He checks a lot of boxes, you know, right. and especially with accountability. That's kind of for me what it is because I don't get I don't think he'll care whether you're getting paid a dollar or a hundred million. He's gonna sit no. you or play you regardless because of how you affect the team. So I think right. that's why I like coaches like that. Amonte Williams for instance, benching right. Hall of Famer Chris Paul. Who else is gonna do that besides Monty freaking Williams? Right. I need coaches like that. That's the yeah. coach I need that's gonna elevate this team to a contender level, depending on the talent obviously. But I agree. We we're gonna talk about this all day. I got one uh one message for your your friend uh Mike. Um, I, I said I tweeted this out actually earlier. Mike Biseglia, yes, yeah, yeah, co-host of the um, Bad Weather Fans podcast with me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He definitely is co-hosting with you. God bless your heart, um, <laughs> Mike. I think it's time for you guys to move back to New Jersey. Oh, because, damn, come on. Because listen, listen. <laughs> he would Bart love that. Mason, <laughs> he would the love Bart, that. He's from well, 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 listen, listen. <laughs> let, uh, let him create the petition, and I'll be the first one to sign. Barclay <laughs> should be used as a storage center for the training facility assets. Okay, and maybe some musical concerts and maybe for yeah. Jay-Z's weddings, like whatever. But other than that, <laughs> I don't want to see any more Nets crap uh, in the New York market because you know what? No, we good. We yeah, Alex, we, we're good. I, I th we're good now. I, I, I don't want to see any more New York teams in, in my borough. I think we're OK. I like oh, the Knicks Brooklyn only. Guy. That's what, yeah, OK. No, no, no. I like Brooklyn a lot. I used to love Brooklyn a lot. I, I was never born. Not there, the new Brooklyn, right? Not the new Brooklyn. I don't even <laughs> recognize Brooklyn. I walk to Brooklyn. I feel like I'm in Chelsea. So I don't even yeah. know where I'm at <laughs> so anymore. Yeah, like, no, I I feel, it feels like something came over the whole area. And now I see very disgusting things around the neighborhood now. And I don't know what to do with my face. I had to wash my eyes out a couple of times. So just, <laughs> just if you could pass the message on to Mike that, uh, yeah, no, he'll hear it. He'll okay. Hear it. And he'll hate okay. it. He'll hate what you just said, but, it's okay. <laughs> but he, he loved, he loves New Jersey. If they can move back to, to the Meadowlands, he would be like, he would sign up for that in a second. That's he grew up going to games with his dad, season yeah. tickets to go into the games. He went to all the finals games with Jason Kidd, all the games throughout that time. Uh, He's a real deal Nets fan, New Jersey Nets. And he stuck with them. And it's just, so he would love them to move back to New Jersey. He doesn't care. But Mike, as soon as you got the position, the Nets, man, just send it to me and I'll, I'll sign it all for you. I promise. I'll get the to whole be fair, though, to you. To be fair, though, the Nets did gain a lot of fans over the last 10, 12, yeah. whatever years it's been, 15 years, whenever they moved here. But yeah. they they have. And Durant definitely helped, you know, but now we'll see how it goes. But, like, over time, now you have, let's say they've been here 10, 12 years. You have a kid who was six years old, is now, right. like, 16, 17, and he's a diehard Nets fan from Brooklyn. You know what you I mean? See? So you're, like, pointing, yeah. you're pointing out the issues. I don't want my, my son. <laughs> my son's 11. And he's like, he likes the black and white colors. I'm like, listen, the Knicks got black and white nah, barriers too. We're, we're good. You're yeah. good. You, you, you got to wear this. So I, I hate having these yeah, yeah. Right. See, I don't want to have these conversations with my youngins about why why it's not the Nets and why it's the Knicks. 
Listen, history speaks for itself. <laughs> we got to make sure we understand this. Shout out to Mike. I love his, uh, first of all, yeah. as a Nets just teasing, fan. Just teasing, just teasing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. as a Nets yeah. fan, for, for me personally, he actually knows the game so well. And he, he speaks on it, not as <laughs> a fan so much. As a Nets fan, like you're below us. As a Nets fan. He's pretty good for a Nets fan. <laughs> he's pretty good for a Nets fan. I can't lie. I mean, he breaks down the game great. For a Nets fan. All love, all love, all love. If you're not following Alex B on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing with your life. At Nick Central Thank on you. the screen right now. Always great tweets. Amazing. If you thought I had amazing interviews, you haven't seen <laughs> nothing yet without this man. Thank you. Bad Thank you. Weather Fans Podcast. He's on YouTube. He's on Twitter. He's everywhere that you need to listen to your pods. Please give him a follow. Give him some support. It's free. It's It's free. Give him some support so that way yes, he can get more free. guests and give us even more content that we can You can enjoy. give me money if you want, too. You can give me Cash some money app, if you, you want. want yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, man, thank you so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. And, of course, man, you're always welcome uh, back to, to come on and give some more hot takes, man. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate it. It was a great time. I really, really of appreciate course. it. Of course. Nick fans, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow both of us. Until next time. Thanks. <laughs>